This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Slither. We sure are. This movie came out in 2006, written and directed by James Gunn, starring Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker, and more. Rooker. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher is briefly in it. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And others. And worms. I got worms. <laughs> Little bastards are tearing you apart. Greg, Greg Henry always plays it. All right, Scott, you know me to this movie. What's your history with it? Uh, all right. So, I... This is another one of those ones I want to say I saw in the theater, but I'm not sure, but I distinctly remember watching it with my dad uh mostly because he he got a real kick out of the ending song <laughs> which i'm sure we'll, we'll yeah. talk we'll talk more about but uh, yeah we sat down and watched it together and, and it's a lethal weapon <laughs> yeah. yeah your love has become a lethal <laughs> weapon i can't not do it uh yeah just enjoying it's uh you know, low budget, fun, clocks in an hour and a half. Uh, there's there's some good horror homage here, some good horror to stand on its own. Uh, this is this is a a very easy watch for a horror movie or just a, I, I wouldn't exactly call it a comedy, but uh, for for something that's a little lighter in, in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. I agree, Alex. What's your history with this movie? Um. I just saw it for the first time last night. Uh, I knew about the commercials. It looked like, you know, a lot of fun. But it was one of those movies that I really didn't get around to watching it. And I'm glad I did now. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw this as a Netflix red envelope delivered to my house back in the day. <laughs> old man. Old man Jeff over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I did so when it came out. I didn't see it in 2006, but not too long after that. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really didn't know... Back then, the only person that I really would have known would have been like Michael Rooker, I think. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was a nobody to me. Nathan Fillion was. Jenna Fisher wasn't. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I really yeah, enjoyed I'm it. I'm trying like, to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to think. It's a good point, Jeff. I'm, I'm really trying to think if I would have known anybody. Like I want to say Elizabeth Banks, but I can't think of for what. 40-year-old virgin? I think if I watched it in 2006, I would have confused her for the uh, lady from Billy Madison. Or Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I first remembered her in uh, Zack and Mary Make a Porno movie. I think that's the first <laughs> time I remember her. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just kind of a Kevin Smith fan. But, uh, yeah, and then Nathan Fillion. I think when you guys had me watch... Um, well, I had seen Serenity, I guess. But I think I knew him more from Slither than I knew him from Serenity slash Firefly. So when I watched Firefly, I was like, oh, I know this guy from something, and I don't think I realized it was this. But <laughs> I think I would have recognized him from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely knew him from Firefly. Um, but yeah, that's my history with that. And yeah, definitely enjoyable. It's my type of fun little sci-fi action horror movie. Um, and with that, we'll get into it. We're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? Okay. Uh, my number seven... Uh, again, you know, this, this is a common point that, that we've been making, and at least I have in, in Halloween month, or month and a half as we're doing it this year. Uh, just just inventive, cool gore. Um, there was one scene in particular I'd completely forgotten about, and it doesn't entirely hold up as well as it did, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's a lot easier to spot some of the CGI and play. Well, well not, not spot what is CGI, but for it to, to not be as effective, but... Basically, when the guy gets split open, but not cut in half, like, and then basically uh, he like blinks a little bit, and then basically he, his whole body splits open and just all of his insides fall out. Uh, I've never really seen that before. You see people get ripped open and have the guts pulled out and all that stuff in these movies, but nothing quite like that where it, it doesn't happen all the way, but enough that just all of his insides come tumbling out. Uh, I thought that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was. I like how he's kind of split open, and when he's raising his eyebrows and moving around, <laughs> the cut in the middle of his face is also like reacting to it. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of another movie that's similar, but yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is the thing that made me the most uncomfortable in this movie. And uh, it was by design, so it was it was supposed to you know elicit this feeling from the audience. Is uh, the bit of a rapey scene over at uh, what's her face's house with the tomato baby? Yeah, like, there's I, definitely there's definitely a, a a weird sexual element to to everything going on. Yeah, right. But that one just like. Ugh, that was bad. Which I think, in my mind, didn't the the other stuff with the worms was bad, but because of the previous scene, it was like, okay, I can you know I can stomach this a little bit better. Uh, yeah, Brenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one, the 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 initial scene with uh, Rooker and and, and, and Elizabeth <laughs> Banks, um, where she doesn't want she doesn't want to sleep with him, like. That was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like more it's so like, than oh, a lot man, of the other stuff happening in the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like how how big of a son of a bitch is this guy? Turns Turn, out, t- uh, yeah, t- pretty big, but he doesn't cross the line. Nope. Turns out he's actually not the worst dude. It just stuff happens to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eating shitty pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number seven is that the pacing and the editing was a little weird in this movie. I felt sometimes I was they're doing these cuts that just did not make sense to me. I mentioned this a couple times in movies. When it happens, I really don't like it. Um, I don't know. It's not much of a great, but it was something I had to note that there was a couple times where they just these cuts would happen. I was like, what the? Did I miss something? And I'm like, I'm not looking at my phone or anything. Is what the hell's going on here? So hmm. uh, something I had to nitpick on this movie. It's my number seven. Scott, what's your number six? Okay. Number six is just a line from the movie. There, there's, there's some lines in the movie that made me laugh. Uh, but my, my favorite one was the, the super old deputy uh, when they first see Rooker in his 
centaur form because it made me immediately think of Fallout. Uh, oh yeah. The the old the old sheriff who says, "He looks like something that fell off my dick in the war." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that was a really good line. It made me laugh. Uh, it was it was a good kind of. I don't know. It, tension breaker is not really necessary because the real it really wasn't that tense at that point. Um, just everybody was just kind of weirded out. Um, but yeah, I thought thought it was a funny line. It helps kind of set the tone for this movie where. Again, I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it, there's definitely funny stuff happening throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is, I thought that was re- pretty clever, the bathtub backstory of these things. Uh, at first, you know, when, when that worm was halfway into her mouth, you didn't know... Uh, if she was going to survive it. It was like, oh, are they showing these scenes just for the audience? Because I'd never seen this movie before, so I didn't know. It was like, oh, are these just, you know, for my benefit? Or is she going to go on and, you know, tell everybody what's going on? And I thought they did it perfectly with, like, some very just quick flashes, alien planet, and then a lot of Rooker stuff that he was doing on Earth. And then she finally crunches down on the worm and gets it out of her mouth. Uh, I thought that was cool. I like that scene. Yeah, I thought I, I agree. I thought it was a, a good way to get that exposition across. Because a lot of these movies, there's there's always like some witch or some scientist that's like, I know what's going on, and it's always like, okay, we get it. We, we need to or some somehow. nerd who's read too many comic books, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, it's being <laughs> yeah. self-referential nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, this was a was a was a good way to handle it, and like Alex said, it's short to the point. Um, and yeah, just a good way to, to again get that information across. All right, uh, my number six was the CGI was bad in a charming way. Yeah. I guess this is kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. watching your old Ed Wood videos and the the fake monster rubber monsters look terrible. This was kind of like the CGI was bad, but hey, it's the budget couldn't afford good CGI. You got your worms, and a couple episodes, couple CGI ones are good, but for the most part, they're pretty bad. And then. I think most of the budget went elsewhere on makeup and stuff. But the, um, the, the deer was pretty awful, and that was a practical thing. <laughs> yeah, that was really yeah. bad. Um, but anyway, I thought the CGA was bad, but in a charming sci-fi horror. Kind yeah, of. yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Again, small budget, small town that they're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It it's like a high-grade B movie. There you go. So that's my number six, uh, Alex. Or sorry, Scott. What's your number five? Okay. Uh, so my number five, and this was probably the most disturbing thing for me in the movie. Um, and it was uh, when she finally breaks into the basement, and you just see all the dead animals, uh, the dead yep. dogs, the dead cats, and everything's rotting. And uh, yeah, that that was disturbing. Like, yeah, show show me <laughs> show me body parts all day long, but. Dead dogs. Uh... <laughs> Body parts starring Jeff Fahey. There we go. Uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, <laughs> just, and then they kept popping up, and it, it was you know some of the darker humor when Brenda asked him to <laughs> toss her the dead possum. Hey, oh, you think you could toss me a bit of that possum right there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Uh, but yeah, just all the, the animals in the basement, just, and they did, and it, it was 
like, I, I guess, well-written. Uh, just because they do the, the quick setup of him going after the dog. And then, uh, like, off-screen. Because um, you still can't show people murdering dogs like that. Um, even, in this, even in this kind of movie. Dogs and little kids. It has to happen off-screen. Um, then there's, the like, the wanted poster. And then they talk about animals going missing. And then all of a sudden she's there. Like, it, they, they spend just, like, a, like a, not even a couple minutes of screen time, like, setting that all up. And it's very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wasn't sure of, like, right after he looks at the dog and it cuts away, he's, like, checking himself out in the mirror. And he has a bunch of marks over his neck. I wasn't sure if that was, like, from dog bites and stuff from that night or if that's just part of his transformation. There's a bunch of, like, marks, which could have been either or. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it, you yeah. know, it never occurred to me that, that he would be taking wounds, taking down these animals. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Alex, number five. My number five is Chekhov's Grenade. Yeah. <laughs> that whole bit. <laughs> that was awesome. The whole setup and everything. The, uh, the, the, the fight, the struggle at the end. <laughs> then it was all, spoiler alert, all for nothing. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I even commented, like, "Oh, that's not going to come into play later." And I was right, <laughs> unsarcastically. <laughs> I, I did like that again, kind of a smaller stakes. Um, I mean, even though like the world was at stake, basically. But mm-hmm. um, again, th- there wasn't some master plan where they had to go like get get the MacGuffin or whatever. He's like, "Oh, let's get a grenade." <laughs> yeah, something within their means. All right, uh, my number five is just a just one quote from Nathan Fillion. I don't know what his character's name is in this, but uh, Bill Bill Bart Bill Party. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I even forgot what the scene is. But when he did the line, he delivered a well. Now that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, what was that in regards to? It? In my that notes, was, I didn't that have was, that. That line. was when they they show him like he is he his body's like jutting out of the house. And you see, like, bodies merging into it. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderfully gross. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he said, well, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you guys are going to talk about him later on, or no? Fillion? Yeah. Uh, not really, actually. An honorable mention, mm-hmm. but... I was going to say, he uh, pretty much plays himself. Like, I, this is the only version of Fillion I only know from shows, so... This this a character's Firefly, no? Uh, it's a little different. Like, I, I yeah. definitely think Firefly, the uh, the Malcolm Reynolds character, is definitely more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy seems a lot more hapless. They he definitely like that is definitely like a thing that he does though. Where, yeah, he he just finds himself in over his head. Like that's how he plays characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there is yeah, there's definitely some common ground there. Uh, definitely just the like equipped for everything to yeah yeah to me he's like the bruce campbell he's like a bruce campbell type plays that role really well and that's it human spider that sucks yeah <laughs> all right uh on to scott number four okay yeah number four was the, the grenade um just the like the whole setting of expectations that it not working um, but it's, it, it was very funny 
the just the the dinky splash it makes <laughs> just so absolutely anticlimactic because <laughs> yeah. it's like all right all right the plan already didn't work and then it just rolls into the pool and there's just like kind of like not even that big of a splash like i i, I have no idea like what kind of actual thing would happen um, in real life but just a tiny splash uh, drove drove the whole joke home and uh, i thought it was it was very funny all right, mm-hmm. Alex, number four. My number four is all the homages that I could catch <laughs> uh, to other movies. It was fantastic. Uh, uh, the Predator song while they're gearing up was really cool. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had uh, one of the stores at the beginning, or one of the one of the um, signs that said like McCready's, like old folks or retirement home or something. No, it was, like it was, that. It was, but it was uh, McCready. It was a funeral home, oh, and that—that okay. was—that was actually the the mayor. Oh, his name was McCready, also. Yeah, is it oh, actually nice. his name was Jack McCready? So, it could have been Jack Burton and McCready. Yeah, oh, maybe. But I definitely read yeah McCready on that funeral home sign. Um, Elizabeth Banks swinging the bat, kind of like in uh, The Shining. With the X. Like they had the same camera motion and everything. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just a ton of stuff. There was another music musical cue that reminded me of something and I didn't write it down. There was something else like the Predator one. I was like, oh, this reminds me. And I, now I don't remember. But well, I think they did a Jaws type theme when the worm was in the pool, in the, hot, in the bathtub with her. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right, uh, my number four is the makeup, the the, the transition basically on um, Grant Grant, the uh, entire way. He's looked pretty gnarly at the end. Yeah, that was... I mean, mm-hmm. his, his teeth were like... Were they combined or was that just like like goop connect? Like, ah, I don't know. It was pretty gross looking, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, there was some really good uh, puppetry and makeup yeah. work here, I agree. Better than Quato. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? So I was, I was reading um, some of the trivia. So not not exactly the final form, but um, it was really cool as far as like mixing some practical effects and, and computers. Um, when he's moving around in the field, um, apparently there was that was that was all like puppetry work. Um, so, but they had the puppet, puppeteers following him around. So it was all practical effects except for the puppeteers who they CGI'd out of the out of the, the film. That was cool. So it's interesting to remove that rather than try to add something in. Mm-hmm. I thought anyway. Yeah, that is cool. All right, uh, Scott number three. Number three is uh, the the hive zombies. Uh, just uh, a slightly different take on on. Your, your standard zombie movie, um, how, how they're all speaking in one voice and they're all just, <laughs> it's always just some confused, um, you know, kind of top of the top level brain stuff coming out of Grant, um, the last messages of whatever humanity might have had. Um, and yeah, just a slightly different take uh, that, that I enjoyed. Um, you know, zombies, no pun intended, have been done to death. 
so it's it's always fun when there's a a new wrinkle kind of put into it. Uh, mm-hmm. The the whole thing of like kill the one thing and all of them fall down and that's it. Like maybe that wasn't as bad in two thousand and six. Eh, I do without yeah. that much of it, but uh, but yeah, just how they're all like like hive zombies um, was was enjoyable. Yeah, I don't, the, this is before the big zombie craze. So as tired as zombies are now, back then, this is before Walking Dead. It's before that for sure. Yeah, maybe had like what was the what was the when they ran really fast? That was Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead remake. No. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, one too. But no, um, oh, like twenty eight. Oh, forty eight days later, twenty eight days later. Yeah, one of those. Another forty eight hours. <laughs> I don't know where that came in this, but yes, the days later one. What's his name? I want to say, uh, Gilliam. No, what's his name? The Scarecrow from the Batman movie. Gilliam. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Killian Murphy. There you go, Killian. Killian. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Michael Rooker. Rooker. Uh, yeah, I really liked him in this movie. Uh, like that he's a son of a bitch, but he, you know, he, he'll push it, but he won't cross. There's a certain line that he wouldn't cross, and even though he's drunk with what's her face in the woods, he still stops it before he goes to. I mean, it's already gone too far, but he stops it before he goes, you know, past the point of no return because he honestly does love his wife very much. Uh, the the whole transformation of his, of his character. Uh, was fantastic just all the different mannerisms and everything all the oh, all the <laughs> it must have been hell going through all the different makeup stages yeah for him but he did a fantastic job yeah i'd forgotten that that he like who knows with actual screen time like i wasn't i wasn't counting but like the only thing really really isn't in this until like a solid like it doesn't start getting solid screen time anyways until Stuff really starts happening, so it's basically Rooker carrying yeah. the the first act of the movie, and Elizabeth Banks. But yeah, I agree; he's mm-hmm. he's really good here. Yeah. It was cool to see. Okay, so when obviously when I saw this, I had no idea who James Gunn was. Now after Guardians, see that Rooker's in it as a, I don't know if this was on air, off air. That Nathan Fillion has a cameo in one of the Guardians movies. The mayor is in the Guardians first Guardians yeah. movie. The granddad. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to see like where he picked up his staple of actors way back before I kept, he, I kept he was slumming to, it. I kept trying to spot his brother, but I don't think he was in it. Oh well, and James Gunn himself is in it at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got the cameo. Did I ever tell you? I swear, he sat three seats away from me at a Kings game one day. I mean, he looked just like him. He had the, the same hairstyle, the same glasses. The only thing is, he looked old, older than I think James Gunn is, but maybe just that's without makeup or whatever and it was and it was the same day that comic-con the la comic-con was going on which is if you if you know anything about staples center comp the uh convention they're right next to each other so it makes sense for him to be there i just i don't know i should have said something but I didn't. um so yeah he was he was married to since we're talking about his cameo um so he was married to jenna fisher at the time well, which, is, which is why she's in the movie because they needed a replacement actor for that for that role, um, and so he brought her in and like changed it for her, added a couple more lines. Uh, but this is before she was in the before the office was big, so she became a big name on this film, 
um, kind of incidentally. Yeah, because they probably started around the same time, right? This came out in six, yeah. and that uh, American yes. Office probably came out around the same time, or two thousand five. So, yeah. yeah, so just all of a sudden she became like a good person to have promote the movie, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, um, where do we leave off? That was three. That was my number three, Michael Rooker. Okay, my number three, uh, Scott already mentioned, it was I called like the dead dog room. That was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did not like, did not like that room. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think it would have smelled pretty bad. I don't know why she took so long for her to figure it out, but yeah, the it was door so, was closed and it had a padlock. <laughs> yeah, it keeps padlocks keep smells out, Jeff. Yeah. And it's a big house. Like, all right, if your significant other puts a padlocks the door, and 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 then their excuse is, well, your birthday's coming up soon. Like, no. Yeah. Fuck out. I, I don't maybe the plastic was supposed to help with some of the stench I, I don't know okay. maybe but yeah, don't let you, don't let anyone in your house padlock a door yep but what I if they say it's, it's my birthday I just said it's not a good enough excuse <laughs> ooh surprise well she definitely was surprised when she went down there <laughs> yeah, she was, was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> alright uh, Scott number two my number two is I have written out of my notes Limping off into the sunset. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the movie could have ended with them just kind of walking off. Instead, there's this super long shot with the credits, them limping off, where he can barely walk. Uh, the, the, the the two women, two girls have to support each other. Um, you know, they're both, they're all exhausted. Uh, and then that, that song that goes along with it, the baby, I love you, just leave me the fuck alone. It's, it's the refrain. Uh, awesome. Just like simultaneously appropriate and inappropriate. Uh, and yeah, the, again, they're, they're, li- they're literally limping off into the sunset. And like him set that whole thing up where he's like, well, like the, what did he say? Like the hospital or first aid station or something was like three miles down the road. So <laughs> they were in for a really, really long walk at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that was a, a fun way to, to end the movie. I enjoyed that. Just uh, again, something a little bit different uh, to, to help put put a bow on it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Alex, number two. Number two is the amazing just creature effects, the practical and the CG combined. You guys uh, talked about it a bit. Where it was, yeah, it was quaint seeing some of the bad CGI. It was also really fit for this movie, uh, but the creature effects, uh, I think. They knocked it. Mostly, they knocked it out of the park. I think the centaur form of uh, Michael Rooker was a bit wonky, but not too bad. It was enough so that you felt like, oh, they got him cornered. Like when they were surrounding him, and it's like, oh, they got him cornered. I mean, what's he gonna do? <laughs> then when he just does that really quick whip from one of the tentacles, splits that guy in half. It's like, oh shit! And then you see him, uh, the CG version of him where he's down on his belly and just crawls like really fast away from everybody it's like that was awesome that was like a really cool surprise oh poor what was it brenda yeah in the barn (laughs) i was not expecting that (laughs) i've just been so hungry in my entire life i was hoping nobody would see me like this (laughs) yeah Yeah, i have a little more to say about that Uh, All right, uh, my yep. number two is um, 
I, this is what I thought Scott was referring to when he's different scene. When Michael Rooker or Grant is attacking Elizabeth Banks right as uh, the cops show up. And he like, runs away and he like has these big floppy noodle arms and he knocks over the vase. Oh, it made me laugh. I don't know why. It was just... <laughs> yeah, that was good. I said running away with those noodle arms and he's just like, yeah, fuck you, vase. I'll get down. <laughs> Got a big chuckle out of me. So. Gotta watch out for that Lyme disease. Come and get you. <laughs> it just reminds me of, I don't think it's the... Sir Lancelot scene from the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, when he runs up and he like he runs up the stairs and he runs back down just to chop. I don't know if it's a chandelier or a vase. Just to go like, yeah, some flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gold. Uh, anyway, that's my number two. Scott, what's your number one? Uh, number one. Uh, I I, I kind of want to combine this with the the with Brenda in the barn, but uh, just the I I've written down the final form. Um, just some, some great practical effects. Uh, just horrific. Um, it, it, it's, it made me uncomfortable. You know, I, I was eating dinner as I watched this. <laughs> oh, big mistake. Um, and, and obviously most of the, the movies that we watch for the, for the Halloween stuff, is probably a bad idea. Um, th- this, this one though was like, like I didn't want to eat. Like, it, it was... Like, I think I had to have an easier time with almost anything else. Like, there's something about the the effects in this movie was like really getting to me. Um, but yeah, just just him the tentacles and can't even talk anymore, and all the the other bodies speaking for him where they set live actors stuck in there. Ugh, yeah, um, like it was just really uh, gross and effective. Uh, again, reminded me of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> not not the body sticking out, but pretty much the rest of it uh so i i gotta i gotta think that was an inspiration for some of this stuff anyway um your basket case this movie was reminding me of a little bit um <laughs> what's in the basket but, uh, yep uh, that's my number one is the the, the final form alex this movie from uh pretty much beginning to end it was just a lot of fun. It was gross. It was a wild ride. This one had a few jump scares, but I, w- I was like laughing after every time I got jump scared. I didn't like hate it. Uh, kind of like uh, going through a maze at like not scary farm. It's like you know everything's fake. It's theatrical, but you're there to get scared. And when it happens, it's like a, a, a little thrill. Uh, the creature effects, everything, just the script, the snappy writing, the actors pulling everything off with perfect comedic timing, just everything. Awesome. I agree. Pretty, pretty, I'm, glad, I'm glad you do. Pretty, pretty good. And my number one, it's already mentioned, but it's Brenda, which is all bloated in the barn and explodes <laughs> into the worms. Oh, Brenda, bloated and bloated in the barn. <laughs> Brenda, bloated in the barn. Brenda, bloated in the barn. It's, like I said, I saw this. I did not remember much from this movie. Other than there was a bunch of worms invading people. And then that scene of her in the barn. So since it was my most memorable scene, I had to keep it in. As maybe that's my number one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, and because of all the worms and all the shit that she's going through, she's just, like not panicking or anything. She's just, oh, so gross. Yeah. It's kind of like the scene from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, but gorier. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. So yeah, just good cast. Uh, I I liked um, how how they they wrote the the women in this movie, where Elizabeth Banks has easily just been a damsel in distress, but they they wind up giving her a lot of agency. And then she's the one that ultimately gets the kill shot, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I like that. Um, and and again, I'm going going back to the cast. Uh, some some of James Gunn's. I don't. I would. I wouldn't go so far as to say usual collaborators because I just don't know enough about his movies. But uh, yeah, it is it's fun seeing these guys, um, especially Rooker. Between this and Zondu, um, at least in Guardians Two. Uh, there's a couple of uh, classic genre performances. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gun, did you guys see the movie Super? I have not no, seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I, but it stars Rain Wilson. So I don't know. With I wonder if the whole Office cast is going to be in his movies at some point. Sure. <laughs> but the movie also list. has Michael Rooker and Nathan Fillion in it. So there it is. Mm. Alex, any honorable mentions? Yeah, I found it very gross at the end when they finally... Like, I should have put two and two together, but each two of the alien hoses, one had, like, the the egg, and the other one had the sperm for all the worms and everything, and uh, that was just disgusting. Once, like, she kind of explained it at the end. Well, I I kind of got it. (laughs) Like, all that milky stuff was coming out of his wound. And she's like, "Oh, you got two have to be connected, you know, in order for you. So you'll be fine." It's like, I don't think he's gonna be fine. <laughs> I think all that shit's gonna be infected. He's not gonna make it. Maybe. Nah. Hand, <laughs> hand sanitizer. <laughs> that was gross. All right. Well, let's rate it as usual. We rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Scott, what do you give this movie? Uh, again, this just was a, a really easy watch. Um, I, th- I think it, easier than pretty much anything else that we've done. Um, for for this this Halloween run on Han shot first, um, and then for that uh, I give it a five. Just fun and okay. quick, and a lot a lot of good poor stuff in it. Sounds good, Alex. Uh, for me, I'm not a horror guy, but I still have to give this a six because it was just, yeah, it was just a thrill ride. This might be one of the few movie, few horror movies that I put on my Rolodex to watch just regularly. It was awesome. What's a Rolodex? Oh, right. <laughs> I meant on my, uh, I don't know. What did kids on, use on, these And your Blackberry? <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, I also give it a five. <laughs> I like this movie. Um, I would, I couldn't put it on a six for me, but I definitely like it, and I will see it again once another ten years rolls by or something. But there's a <laughs> there's plenty more horror movies that I would watch before this, but I definitely enjoyed it. All right, and with that, it's for time for a crossover list, which is what Scott, uh, top five sheriffs slash police chiefs. Um, so yeah, in this case, uh, Nathan Fillion is the. I think, the sheriff, not I forget if he's the sheriff or the police chief. I'm pretty sure he's the sheriff. Um, but I thought he, he got promoted to chief. I'm I was unclear on that. Uh, I but, don't think he did. Uh, um, he's as Bill Party. Um, he definitely did. 
he's not a stupid chief here either way. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and start with my number five, uh, which is from Kill Bill Volume One. Um, That's a good one. God the damn. Earl McGraw. Uh, the sheriff rolls up with with son number one, and uh, they just kind of led exposition to the massacre um, that, that took place in the the, the chapel in El Paso. Um, and just some, some classic lines. You, you, you'd see him roll up with all the sunglasses on the dash. Um, he tells his, <laughs> yeah. the, his, his son goes, this is a goddamn massacre. And then he's like, you're in the house of the Lord, son. Watch your mouth. And then like five seconds later, he's after he gets spit on, he says, this tall trinker cocksucker ain't dead. Uh, just some of the other some of his other deliveries. Uh, good gravy, Marie. Uh, just a, a classic sheriff, even though he's on screen for like less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy. He he played him again in Death Proof, right? That was him. Shh, Alex. Was... Shh, shh, shh. Oh, sorry. Siri. He did. Siri. <laughs> but he he did play a different. Uh, character in volume two that's uh, anyway. the pussy wagon ah the pussy died yeah where's Bill? Bill, yeah all right uh alex what's your number five um i bent the rules a little bit because all these uh, people that i thought were chiefs some turned out to be like a different rank but they were still like the head of their department so this one, um, yeah, I was really surprised to see in this in the movie The Heat, played by Thomas F. Wilson, and he was Captain Woods. If you guys don't recognize the name, the name that's Butthead. Biff. Yeah, and like I didn't, I haven't seen him in much really besides Back to the Future, of course. Uh, so when I saw him in The Heat, uh, it was I got a little bit giddy, and the fact that <laughs> uh, what's her face. Just kept pushing him around the whole movie. <laughs> she throws like a thing of Tic Tacs at his face in one scene. It was hilarious. Uh, okay. Recommend. Yeah. Alright, well, for my number five, I, I thought we were doing Top Chefs, so... <laughs> oh, well, I'll take it. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, my number five is the same thing as Scott's, but mine is from Death Proof, where he's in two different movies. Yeah. <laughs> I could do all that, or I could spend the same amount of time watching the NASCAR circuit. There it is. But yeah, same character. He's also in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Same character. That's right. Yeah. So he might be the most reoccurring character in Quentin's movies. I don't know. I mean, hmm. is, are there any recurring characters in his movies? They mentioned they mentioned the Vega brothers a couple times, but. Right, right. But that's about it. It's, like the smaller connections, like the red apple cigarettes and things like that. Yeah. But as a character, but anyway, same awesome delivery that he has in uh, Scott's what he was talking about. But yeah, in the in the Death Proof one, I'm trying to remember what he. I I watched Death Proof more than the first one, even though I think I like the first one more, which I could ever Planet Terror. But he's mm-hmm. he's good, equally good in both of them. All right, uh, Alex, or sorry, Scott, number four. Number four is from something pretty recent, as far as pop culture goes. Um, I never did finish season two, so it's on my list of things I should be watching. But uh, Jim Hopper 
from Stranger Things. Oh, damn it. It's the, yeah, the broken good. down Get chef the hopper. Who, who gets his... Uh, um, is looking for redemption through um, uh, this this girl that he's helping. Um, I, I like that whole setup. He's very rough around the edges, but uh, means well. Um, so yeah, I need to go back and finish two and three. I guess there's three seasons of this now, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to finish three. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but, uh, yep. Uh, just the, it was pretty much like the first thing that popped in my head when we started talking about, uh, this, this crossover moment. So yeah, my number four, Jim Hopper. Very cool. Alex, number four. My number four is Captain O'Hagan from Super Troopers. Oh, Played that's a good one. Brian Cox. Damn it. That's a good <laughs> that's one. That's great. Come on, Rook, take a bite of the soap. Make him look like a dick. Nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> oh, hell, give me this goddamn soap. <laughs> takes a bite of it and then spits it out at Rabbit. <laughs> it's like, oh, we used to do this to the rookies. <laughs> Fill it with planks that shoots out the car window. <laughs> Mac, you sick fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Chief. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Does it bother you now that Brian Cox has McDonald's commercials now? It does. It really, really does. He is? Yeah, he's the voiceover. Da 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 da. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Robert Loja doing a Sunny D commercial? Hey, Anchor Sunny D. <laughs> what was that? I don't even remember. Get it out of there. Uh, it was something very weird, but I think the kids like. There's like a family thing, and the kids. <laughs> Come like, on, Tony. You know, like, don't you want to say, like, "Well, what do you think?" Like Robert Loge is just gonna pop in and give me some Sunny D, and there he is <laughs> for some fucked up reason. It's awesome. All right, uh, well, my number four comes from a TV show, and it's Roscoe Pico Train. <laughs> <laughs> Go get them Duke boys. Go get them Duke. So flash with my flash. <laughs> so kids, Dukes of Hazard. Duke boys have really stepped into a to a barrel of syrup now. They couldn't possibly get out of this. <laughs> Show about two young cousins or bootlegging with a just car some good, with just some good flag old boys. That you shouldn't do and just some good old boys never meaning no harm. Yeah. yeah. Get them new boys. Yeah. But watch it, kids. I don't know. It probably does not hold up at all. But you can see <laughs> Daisy Duke, and that's where you get to learn the term Daisy Dukes come from. So mm-hmm. check it out. Yep. And Roscoe. It's like how they ever got even close to getting caught by Roscoe. I have no idea. Or Cletus. No idea. <laughs> Boss hog. All right. That's my number four. So, Scott, what's your number three? Uh, number three is Suzanne Summers from She's the Sun. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> The so I had a hard time figuring out where I wanted this on my list. So um, I don't know this, this this one might be on Jeff's, uh, but for me it's number three, and that's Brody from Jaws. Uh, oh, it's it. on my list. Yeah. It's the I'll, I'll leave most of this to Jeff, um, but if everybody on my list, he's definitely the most like every man, even more so than than Jim Hopper. Um, because he hasn't gone through like all the, like the shit that, that Jim's gone through. He's just a normal dude, just trying to do his job. I um, mean, it's thrust in the situation, and uh, Roy Scheider's great here. Uh, but yeah, again, I'll, I'll leave it for Jeff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, what's your number three? 
My number three is, uh, I believe this was Arnold Schwarzenegger's big comeback film. Oh, yeah. His turn as the governor. It's Ray Owens in The Last Stand. Oh, that movie's so stupid. I love it. I don't know if it was his comeback movie, but I do love this movie. We'd have to do it. I, I did mm-hmm. I did enjoy this movie, yeah. We should. We should. Uh, it's got Arnold, uh, Louis Guzman. What yeah, more do you need? <laughs> yeah, if we're, yeah, if we're going to do this movie, I'll save some of my... <laughs> some things I have to say about it. <laughs> there it is. That's a good one. I thought about it. It's honorable mention for me. It's good. Um, my number three is is Hopper. Um, after seeing all season three I, of all three seasons, he just he's really good in all of it. And uh, yeah, he comes. His character has an arc at the beginning. It's nuts. I don't think it's much of an arc after season one, but I still really like it. And yeah, he's just he's basically a ripoff of all pop culture police chiefs <laughs> leading up to him, including Brody, which I'll talk more about later. But I still really enjoy him and the actor as well. So that's my number three. Scott, okay. number two. Uh, number two is from Blazing Saddles. Black Bart. Oh, fucking shit. You wore a Blazing Saddle. Uh, Honorable mention for me. Yeah, just uh, turning all the preconceived notions on their heads. The... <laughs> Can't you see this man's a nit? Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Can't you see this man's a nit? Uh... <laughs> Just the Clavon uh, Little. We talked about this. So I can't. The reason he didn't get it, get a, his shot at uh, being a star after this. Um, but uh, yeah, just the, the character that that carries the movie. Uh, the <laughs> century was hung, and they was right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this, this out. out. Yeah, so many, so many good lines. Uh, Pizza, baby. Pizza. You're making a German <laughs> spectacle of yourself. Um, it can go on and on with the, with the lines, but uh, yep, uh, Cleveon Little, um, Black Bart, Blazing Saddles. All right, Alex, number two. Uh, my number two. <laughs> uh, I guess he's more of a side character, and I might have to get a ruling on his uh, on his title here. But Commandant Lassard from the Police Academy movies. <laughs> oh, punky! Oh, Mahoney! Uh, one of the few characters that get that gets laid. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. What what the hell is a commandant? Is that like above commissioner? What where is commandant fall in all of this? In the rankings of police. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was in charge of the academy. Because I guess if it's, there's an academy, you get a special title for being in charge of it. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, he was in charge. That's the brilliance of police academy. Is that you have an you have a, a an oblivious chief and a stupid chief, but also you know kind of a good one because he lets Mahoney get away with stuff. Oh Mahoney! God, we haven't done any police academy movies, have we? <laughs> I don't, have, have we done? I thought we did one. We should we should have Steve Gutenberg month. Oh hell yeah! What are he's we, the stonecutters over here? What's, what are we doing here? <laughs> he, he's, he guest started in a great episode of this uh, short series called Party Down. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Shit, we already did uh, Short, short circuit. circuit. Yeah, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess, I guess Steve Goodberg's month is off. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we do all Police Academy movies. 
No, I mean, yeah. So we do, right. we do at least one of the Police Academy movies. And then the, the third one with and, David and Spade. Three, three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Little Lady. No. Uh, cocoon. <laughs> yeah, Cocoon. Um, and the movie where he gets cancer and then beats cancer and then gets a mullet. I forget what that one's called. Right. Philadelphia? What? <laughs> oh, no, that was AIDS. My bad. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk about this off off air. Okay. Um, we're on to my number two. Yes, it's White Earp from the movie Earp. So Hell no, it. it's from Tombstone. Phew. Yeah. Is it is it uh, Sheriff White? Yeah, I knew it was you, White. Yeah, of course. Not Behan. No, not Behan. <laughs> Not Behan, not Virgil, not Jason Priestley. Um, not Jason Priestley. He was just a deputy. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, why can't I think of uh, R.A.P. Paxton? Nope, it is Erp. I don't think. I may, and maybe for a brief second, when Doc Holliday has the badge, maybe he, he brief second. His hypocrisy only went so far. Yeah. Well, we've talked about Tombstone way too much in the show, so... That's not possible, but... <laughs> That's true. That's not possible. So, Erper's my number two, but Scott, what's your number one? Number one, um, this isn't cheating, but this maybe wasn't the, the spirit of, of the list when I initially suggested it. Uh, but he's far and away... Bob Parker. He's far and away... The, yeah, Bob Parker. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> For, for the super fans out there. Um, anybody gets that <laughs> reference. Um, but someone who is definitely a sheriff, uh, and that is Alan Rickman from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. It's the title. Oh, I know that, but why do you have to bring that movie up again? <laughs> do you, well, you? I, brought, I brought the best part of that movie up, though. Well, yeah. I mean, Alex quotes the best part of that movie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, do you yield... Then, well, no, that's not the best. The, then, by God, we take it back. Is <laughs> is is the more no, yeah, emotionally he cleared it? Is the Christian Slater's most, got the best. But at least he's like putting some emotion into his life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like Costner with the then by God we take it back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Good. Uh, but Alan Rickman and cancel Christmas. Uh, Going to cut your heart out with a spoon. What what a nightmare. Spoon will hurt more, you twit. You, come back in an hour. You, come back in an hour and a half and bring your friend. Very cool. Alex, number one. Uh, my number one, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, specifically when he wasn't commissioner in like Batman Year One, when he was still working up the ranks and everything. Just fantastic. The year one, so I, I do like that in, I, I, I'm far from a DC expert or Batman expert, uh, but at least with the, the animated stuff that, that's come out within like the last 10 years, like mm-hmm. I really enjoy, like they do like a wildly different take on Gordon, it seems like every iteration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the year one stuff is great where he's like, he has like the internal monologue. He's like, oh, well, they're red berets. Well, that's no problem. Then he just goes and beats asses. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. Didn't realize he's, he's such a badass. Um, again, uh, recommendation for Harley Quinn. Uh, the the Gordon in, in that is fucking hilarious. Um, just saying. Yeah. But, oh, Gordon's a good pull. I didn't think about it. Is yeah. What is he in the movies? What is uh, Gary Oldman's rank in the first movie? So I think he's a lieutenant in Batman Begins. Yeah. What's higher, so. chief or lieutenant? Chief. Chief. We'd be like captain and then chief. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just went the, from lieutenant to commissioner? <laughs> Big old Mr. Commish. I mean, he, I don't think he was a captain in year one, but I could be wrong. I mean, not in year one, in Batman Begins. Yeah. Well, I, I guess certainly the, know that it was no rat. Yeah. I guess if the commissioner dies and you capture the Joker, then you get promoted. Like You just bump up three levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the commissioner actually has to be a cop. I think it's something that's voted on. Mm, that would make more sense in real life. I, I think that's how that works. I, I could remember be watching guy. The Wire. There's a deal about it in The Wire, but I don't remember. Yeah, that's a good pull, Alex. I, I I'm mad at myself for not having the commish. The gold, Mister Commish. Mm-hmm. All right, but my number one, as Scott already predicted, is Chief Brody from Jaws. Best small nice. town sheriff of all time, or chief actually. Yeah, he's chief of police. You gotta shut down the beach. He's a chief of police leaving Manhattan to come to a small little Amity Island, and he doesn't even like to swim, so he's on an island. That's that's rough for him, but it's only an island if you look at it from the water. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, small, small nod and slither to the, the mayor there, not wanting them to shut down deer season. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I just love it how he gets thrown into this, and he's in over. Uh, he is in over his head because of the water thing. It's a small time crime compared to what he's dealing with in the city. But coming out here, and then when he gets put on the boat with all these seamen, <laughs> and he survives, and then he's the one who takes down the shark. What the fuck was that, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Beavis. Yeah, your what? My Beavis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, kids, Beavis and Butthead were a cartoon that was on uh, MTV mm-hmm. 30 years ago. And they would make <laughs> fun of sure. music videos. Music videos, children, are these things that... <laughs> you, you watch on YouTube now. Yeah. On Vidmo? Vivo? What is the thing on... I don't know. Quibi. Everybody do yourselves a favor and watch WAP. What? what? I, don't, I don't know what the... I don't want to accidentally like say something racially charged... I mispronounced it. WAP, but uh, anyways, yeah. Anyway, Chief Brody, best chief of all time, in my humble opinion. Nice. All right. All right. Well, I had one honorable mention that was Chief uh, Sheriff Bart, which Scott already mentioned. Any for you guys? Uh, the name's escaping me, but Andre Brower, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, yeah. It's fucking nice. hilarious. Uh, I don't know which one the chief or the sheriff was. I guess all of them were in the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, I think, sheriff. In, um, how, what, what was the, <laughs> I mean, what, what was the show? Was it, was it Cops? It was like cybernetic oh. officer or something, something. Yeah. Like there was Who the was one, the 
There was the one cop that was named Sundown, I think, who was like a robot sheriff or cyborg sheriff. You could have had him, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> dee, 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 dee. Who's the one with that had the the robot canine unit? I don't remember. Uh, do, you remember do you remember uh, what? Just to get extra nerdy here. What mm-hmm. what was the name of the one that was just like almost complete ripoff of Thundercats? They were in space. Go cats. Oh, the Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Like, wasn't there the one that like had the cowboy hat? I don't think he was a sheriff, but anyway. Uh, yes, and the <laughs> guitar because they that's all right. played instruments. I think. That's right. Silverhawks. Yeah, Silverhawks. Not even trying with that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 80s were a magical time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Copper Kid, favorite Silverhawk. There you go. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, basketball had quite the uh, Cinderella story. The team that nobody thought would win won the big uh, championship. Woo! Oh, Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers versus the Latino Heats. Uh, and it wasn't the heats. It wasn't the heats night or a series or whatever. It wasn't. And they won the big the trophy that looks like uh, an ice cream cone. Yeah. So so I was watching this because I, I am a Lakers fan. You were watching this. Watching it. Uh, well, I actually, let me back up here real quick. Um, since we're talking, was it was it was it Ray Mysterio that said Latino Heat or is that somebody else? No, Eddie Guerrero. It's Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Did, did Ray Mysterio ever say Latino Heat? I don't think so. I just remember Eddie Guerrero. That okay, was his okay. Latino yeah. heat. You know, I, I know he did. Okay, okay. Um, I'll, I'll I'll leave off the Rey Mysterio talk for another show. <laughs> <laughs> was he in any movies? I don't know. He, well, he always wore the mask. Uh, How would you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. He was in yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. He was? <sighs> Thank you, Scott. Oh, Scott! Damn it! <laughs> I was like, I thought they were in Europe. That was. <laughs> I thought they were in Europe. <laughs> uh, that, that's actually hey, Mexico's not that far. That's, that's that's actually pretty good, Jeff. I'm just more upset I didn't come with it first. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Alex, going way right over Alex's head. But uh, so they they were passing around the trophy. And I was like, they better not kiss the trophy. And then they were all kissing the trophy. Ugh. And now they all have the Rona. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they have the Rona. I'm just guessing that they, they, they will. I hope they don't. I mean, most of them are in the NBA bubble, right? Yeah, it is It is actually somewhat remarkable that, assuming that there wasn't any um, like falsifying of information, that they managed, for the most part, to keep all these guys in, uh, like, healthy and, and able to go out there and play and, um, mm-hmm. they, they basically basketball did their full season I think um, at the, they might I don't know if they trimmed off I think they might have trimmed off a few games but actually I, I'm, I'm unsure about that but they they did the majority of the season um, before getting into the playoffs um, I don't know how it was for hockey Jeff maybe you can comment on that because um, hockey they, starts they missed... early as well yeah, when hockey came back, they did not play any regular season game. So they just, whatever games they had left, they just wiped wiped clean. Did not play them. 
but they also were drinking drinking the cups kissing the cup doing everything like that so yeah it was I like they're in the I, bubble I and then at the end they're like fuck it I, I, I mean I get it they're a bunch, a bunch of 20 well basketball 25 to 35 year olds anyways uh, but yeah just these athletes yeah but uh, yeah it was, it was enjoyable watching this um, they did it with the defense which was really fun actually um I'm always a, a fan of basketball when, when dudes actually try on the other end of the floor. Um, they've got some guys that were that bought into actually doing that and were, were able to do that. So There it is. All right. It's time for Neum News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, so really just a review of a couple of things for me. Um, I started watching... Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, it's got popping up and like every time I go into Netflix, so I'm like, oh, I'll yeah, give it a shot. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's it's interesting to see the the type of story they're going for um, with definitely the 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 the, the large bent on, on Asian culture, um, but with Western style animation. Um, so I think I think you get a more cohesive narrative, uh, and and some maybe some better storytelling, and the trade off is the animation isn't as cool in places. Um, there's still some really cool animation, um, mm. and and I really like how they they do the drawings, and it definitely has a strong style to it, its own its own style. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, the the episodes just kind of zip by. Um, so yeah, I'll probably finish it out. I imagine um, it's only like three seasons, but um, they're like mm-hmm. the full-on like twenty-episode seasons or whatever, which is no longer a thing these days for most things that we watch. Um, so there's that, and the other thing on Netflix that kept popping up that I that I watched was uh, Enola Holmes, um, that, that stars Millie Bobby Brown and Superman um, as George Reeves. Uh, yeah. Um, they, I guess there is a series of books or a book, um, that's like a spinoff of the Sherlock Holmes, um, where, um, Sherlock and Mycroft actually have a kid sister, um, in this case, again, played by Millie Bobby Brown, um, and I'm, I'm always up for Sherlock, whatever, um, so I, watched this over the weekend and I, I mostly enjoyed it. Um, I'm interested to see if they will try to follow this up with some kind of sequel because obviously they, that that's kind of what the, what Sherlock is set up for anyways is, you know, what is the next case type of thing. Um, although this was a lot more about her character development, um, as well as the, the mystery that was going on. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'd say it's mostly fun. Um, it's Cavill is just a Netflix whore these days, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I, I can't blame him. You know, yeah, man, get get that paycheck, son. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to, to go over. So, recommend Airbender, um, Nola Holmes. I I do recommend it. Um, I didn't think it was that great, but I, but I did mostly enjoy it. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? 
Uh, not this week. I didn't do much. I'm still finishing up, trying to finish up Code Vein. I think I'm at the last bosses. Yeah. But we'll see. Have, have you started uh, Breath of the Wild yet? Oh, yeah, I did. That's the safe game that I can play in front of my kids. <laughs> uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. It's annoying when one of my weapons breaks, but thankfully I have like six other ones, so it's not it's not too bad. I The thing I hate, I do hate the most is that X, the, the, the top most button, is the jump button, and that messes me up all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah, stupid. And there's no, yeah, Nintendo doesn't let you remap the buttons, and so, uh, that's annoying. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I you know what I don't remember. I'll have to I I've been I been meaning to go back and actually put real time into the game. Uh, I imagine I'll have the same complaint. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. I like it. I like the whole aesthetic, the whole uh look to it. Pretty cool so far. Alright. Uh Jeff, anything you want to go over? Uh not much. I've been Catching up on the boys, I think I've almost finished season oh, one. Yeah. Um, really enjoying that, uh, but I'm still still behind, I guess, because season two is already over. So, but anyway, enjoying that so far. And then i I started playing a game, Star Wars Squadrons. Okay, Squadron, Squadron. Mm, I've been hearing good things. Yeah. Um, I grew up playing X Wing and uh, Tie Fighter on my PC, so that's basically what this thing is, just with updated graphics, and I really like it. It's it's not going to hold your attention that long. You know, you play a level, you leave and come back, which I, I kind of dig. Um, yeah, I don't make, play many PC games these days, but I decided since I grew up playing this on the PC, I should play the new version on the PC. And what else are you going to use that Thrustmaster for? <laughs> Seriously. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, this, this is a PG show, Alex. <laughs> since when? Since... Since we started talking about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I seriously, I'm looking at my desktop now. I have five video game icons. And one Star Wars Jedi Fallen. One Star Wars TIE Fighter. One Star Wars Squadrons. And then the other two are Batman Arkham Knight and Batman Arkham City. <laughs> nice. I have a type of game, I guess. I like Batman and Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Batstar. Let's make our own show. So you Star have... Bat. You haven't you haven't done any multiplayer, Jeff? No, 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 no. I probably never will. <laughs> They'll be cheeking, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you uh, thought about getting like uh, like Alex was saying, a thrust master type controller? Well, yes. No, I'm just using my Xbox controller. That's, okay. that's good enough for me. What was that thing? The giant thing controller called for Mech Warrior. Remember that thing? NES Advantage. <laughs> it was almost as big as that. But it was like, it, it came in like in three sections that you had to actually put together that, that, on that, your desk. The, on your desk. I, there, was there, was like some, there, there was some console game, it was like PS3 or Xbox, that, you, yeah, you'd have like a massive kit for it. But I don't think that was MechWarrior. I remember this is it's uh Mac Warrior for PC. Yeah, so, I don't remember either. I don't remember a console one though. Hmm. I remember playing some Mac Warrior, it was fun. Yeah. But, I, just, um, I just always got the shotgun. I just, I just loaded out the shotgun and just <laughs> ran at people. To mixed results. Mm-hmm. 
MechWarrior was always disappointing to me. Like, I look at the box and the concept. Like, this is rad. And then you play the old graphics. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> at least the old versions that I played. Um, but anyway, Squadrons, like I said, if you grew up playing X-Wing, TIE Fighter, it's the same game. I mean, it really hasn't changed anything <laughs> except the graphics. Like, you have to manage your power between your engine, your shields, and your lasers. You have to put your shields in the front, put your shields in the back. You have two different weapons, your lasers and your whatever your torpedoes or concussion missiles are. You go back to the hangar, you have your briefing, you have your loadout. It's, as far as I remember, the exact same game. Just with better graphics and better sound, obviously. Um, but, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't uh, have to go into DOS and set up your, <laughs> your sound card mm-hmm. every time my... you loaded. <laughs> yeah. I hear playing the game in VR is pretty awesome. Especially in an X-wing, I'd probably barf everywhere. But yeah, yeah, I was, I was just about to say I can I can barf in virtual reality and in real life. Um, and there's some cool like I don't I don't know how Star Wars does with canon and video games, but they they definitely mention like uh, who are they mentions and uh, oh Wedge Antilles is one of the characters you meet, which is pretty cool. What then... that got him? <laughs> and then that Zindula, which I. She's from something I don't remember. I think she's from the Rebels. With your Zendula of Lungata. I think she's from the Rebels show. I'm not sure. God damn it, Alex. That was so stupid. Does 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 Wedge run off as soon as you meet him? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's all I've been doing. All right. And working, unfortunately, or fortunately slash unfortunately. (laughs) Nowadays, it's fortunately, but. I'd still rather be playing games and yeah, happy, watching movies. Happy to, mm-hmm. to be gamefully employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Hans Shop First. Look for more uh, quotes from Springfield from Alex. I think we just uploaded one today. Yay. And a, uh, we'll continue those every week. And hopefully I'll get some ones out for the new Mandalorian season, which comes out in... Two weeks, like right before Halloween. Wow. That's the 30th, I believe. Coming up quick. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess the new, I didn't want to talk about it, but I guess there is some Obi-Wan news for the new show coming out, but I didn't, don't know any details on it, so I don't want to bring it up. Maybe next week. Hello there. Oh, hello there. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Please wear a mask Be when you go outside. Job. Don't drink from the Stanley Cup or kiss the <laughs> NBA trophy. Yeah, don't yeah. drink from Stanley's Cup. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.